You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season number two. It's episode 94. The Cubs leave Nashville empty-handed. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, FlyW670 on Twitter, Instagram. Of course, we're on Facebook, and you can email us at flythew 670 at gmail.com. Crowley, the uh, headline says Cubs leave Nashville empty-handed, but most teams left Nashville empty-handed. Yeah, I got to tell you, I, I saw that Ken Rosenthal, <laughs> Ken Rosenthal wrote a brilliant article about how baseball's got to do something. I mean, you cannot literally have a hotel full of reporters and nothing happen for a whole three or four days. It's ridiculous. Got to start putting some timelines on this. Make it fun for the fans, you know, because this was awful. Make it, make it, it a deadline. Make it, make it an right. intermediate deadline almost. You know? Right, or do something. You got to do something. This was just a dud. Well, plus uh, they the said that there was a lot of off-site things going on, like that people weren't doing the typical um, in the lobbies, in a in a suite, in a thing. Everybody was doing stuff away from where the meetings were being held. It was, it was, yeah, uh, you know, it was literally just boring for everybody that was there, and it was boring for the fans when at a time when you're trying to drum up interest. So we'll see what happens. Any, but- so what, what what do you think? I mean, let's let's play. Uh, let, let's be the commissioner. How would you fix it? I mean, would you? what kind of a deadline do you think you could put in there? I, I would like to see all, I would like to see most of these deals done at some point in time by New Year's. Um, you know, that way you got your team set for the fan would there, festivals. Would there, like, be a, would, would there be a gathering though then? Or you put that out, so there wouldn't be a winter meetings per se. Just, well, you could still, you could still have the winter meeting, but right now, I mean, you can still have guys signing in March. You know what I mean? For right. the most part. Well, again, and if Shohei Otani decides what he wants to do, I think you'd see a lot more things happen. And, and the more and more that he doesn't do anything, it, a lot, some of this Crawley, you know, Kenny Rosenthal can say shame on baseball. How about shame on Shohei Otani? Okay. The, the, the last time Shohei Otani and Mike Trout won anything was the fourth of never. Right? What exactly have they done? What have those two done? And what exactly are you paying six hundred million for? If he can't pitch, why in the world would you pay him six hundred million dollars? You're paying him that because you're buying a number two starter at worst case scenario and the third batter in your lineup. Okay, that's worth six hundred million. But next year he's not pitching, and he may never pitch again. So what in the wide world of sports is so special about Shohei Otani? Give me a break. I think what it comes down to is, is he is a globally recognized figure, right? And so you don't get these guys very often that transcend the game. And that's really what you're what you're paying for. Of course, you're paying for a guy that's going to slug like crazy. Uh, if he can pitch, all the better. If he never but- pitches again, Crowley, then he's not – I'm not saying he's just a guy. But right. he's one of a handful of guys then. He's not a unicorn anymore. If he can't pitch ever again, he's nothing out of the ordinary. He's just a guy. Right. And so, I mean, things were held up by the decision or lack of decision. And, you know, who knows? Maybe, I mean, we can't even get what his dog's name is. So Exactly. I mean, what is with all the secrecy and all the goofiness and all the weirdness I mean, you, 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 we, who I'll say, I, I, I was more upset about it than you were. You attend it much more than I do. We'll go back to the last Cubs convention, right? Who didn't show up? 
Who wasn't there last year? I mean, Stroman. there's a handful of people. Okay. Yeah. The, the Cubs' biggest pickup, you know, we didn't know what it was going to be. We didn't know what Bellinger was going to be. The biggest pickup was Stroman. He didn't show up. People were upset. You think Shohei Otani is going to show up the Cubs con? No, no chance. No, no. No shot. Well, Dustin, we did actually get a little bit of news after the winter meetings was over and everyone was packing their bags and going home. The Yankees took the first premium name off the board when they traded to get Juan Soto from San Diego. Along with Soto, the Yankees are going to get center fielder Trent Grisham. And so you are they're saying that they're going to put um, – Aaron Judge in center, and wow. you, you know, so that's wow. going to be crazy. That'll be but interesting Dustin, to watch, Dustin. I got to tell you, man, the return five for, guys, five, you know, five for two, right? But but these are you know, Michael Michael King is a pretty good reliever turn starter who had a good second half of the season. He's a guy that's going to be interesting. Um, but then after that, you got Swingman Johnny Brito, top pitching prospect Drew Thorpe, reliever Randy Vasquez. And a 33-year-old catcher, right, Kyle Kish- uh, Higashoga, and so you know I don't see you know one really really good prospect, one major league ready pitcher right now, a reliever, and a 33-year-old catcher, and and I, you can't you know the Cubs didn't have anything to beat that. But would you want the Cubs to? Here's the th- would you want the Cubs to beat that? I, I and, and, well I'm saying you and then and and how much how much you have to pay Soto this year? 33? 33 million. Okay, and then and then you gotta really pay him, right? right. And, and then you gotta really pay him, or he walks. So I let me, I mean, let me let me put it to you this way, Dustin. Right now, the Cubs have a glut of outfielders. Um, they have he didn't want four hundred. He didn't want four hundred million. That right. wasn't good enough, and that was a couple years ago. But when we're talking about this, and Michael Cerami brought it up when we had him on interviewing from Bleacher Nation, is that let's if that was all it took to get him. I would have tried to top that deal. You're going to pay the 33 million. Don't worry about that. But now you have a a grace period to see, do I is this guy really worth 400 500 million dollars? But you have him and you have it you you have exclusive rights to him. What if all of a sudden you find out that maybe there's personality things you don't like about him? What if you find out he doesn't get along well with the team? Wouldn't you rather know that now than committing 500 million dollars? Well, I'm not again, Crowley. I, if you're listening, I'm not ready to commit five hundred million dollars either. Well, because okay? again, what 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 has Shohei Otani? Show it's not bad. This is not basketball, Crowley. This is Major League Baseball. This is a team sport. One guy, one individual cannot cannot win the World Series. It takes a couple of guys at the very least. It is not an individualized sport hidden in a team sport like the nba can be sometimes but so you're talking about this is there a way to do is there a way to do it is it could we let's here's a here's a potential guess or a homework assignment maybe either one of us can text with him or we can get him on the show what would have been a comp what would have been a comp from the cubs farm system name name wise you know what i mean like give me give me the names give me the names because then you can have a real conversation Right. I'm just, I mean, I'm just telling you, I think that there's an offer the Cubs could have beat. It wouldn't have absolutely decimated the farm system. And then you have a year of really getting to see who Juan Soto is. But what they also don't him want play. him to play defense. You know, they, they were buying Juan Soto to be the DH. I mean, on this team, right? I mean, if they needed to give a guy a day off, but, but, he, but he's not a defender. 
And the Cubs he, he, love he's, to a, he's a he's a fine defender. He's not. A, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's any he's worse. Win than, a goal. He's not going to win a Gold Glove. He may be slightly less good than slightly less skilled than Ian Happ, but I don't think he's like awful. He's not Kyle Schwarber defense. Um, when, no. when you when you're talking about Kyle Schwarber, you know what I mean. It's so I would say I hear you. I'm just saying. I mean, there's just everybody's got warts, and the Cubs have a lot of holes. And, and I get the and we, you and I talked before the the show about a comment that Jed Hoyer made, which basically scream scream at me, Reese Hopkins is coming to town, right? But right. if you give me Reese Hopkins and you give me Glass now and you give me a much better bullpen or a deeper bullpen, I could live with that. I, 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 I could don't, live with that. I don't think Hoskins alone will um I don't know. I, I think And who's paying Bell and who's paying Bellinger now, by the way? The Yankees aren't. Dodgers don't want him. Who who's who's paying for him? Well, that's what we're going to find out here. But the other signings of note that occurred at the winter meetings, Jaime Candelario is staying in the NL Central. That option is off the board. He's signing a three-year, $45 million deal with the Reds. What do you think of that? I mean, what do you think of that money for him? That seems, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's affordable, but I, I don't know. I'd ra- I would rather, I would rather give Christopher Morrell 150 games at third base than give that kind of investment to Candelario myself. So, you know, it's, you know, when you look at Candelario, he's hit 20 plus home runs for the last three, four years. You have a proven talent um, with Christopher Morrell. I don't Morrell know. Hit 20. You don't think Morrell yeah, hit 20 I, a year? I know he, what I worry about is if he is made to be one of those guys that you're depending on his cold streaks, Dustin can get very, very yeah, cool. icy. You're right. They he get can icy get cold. very icy. And if all of a sudden you got one or two guys struggling, plus him struggling, he was nearly unplayable at points last year with how bad he was struggling, but he can obviously, you know, hit the ball very hard and very far. There's no doubt about that. The only other big signing was Eduardo Rodriguez signs a four year, $80 million with the D back. So starting pitching death was the, was the Achilles heels for Arizona. Remember they went with the bullpen game in the world series. Yep. So they put themselves uh, in good shape to make another but run. Oh, the yeah, their, their top four looks pretty damn good. Right. So what about the Cubs? You know, they didn't make any moves and it was a bizarre couple of days for the organization as rumors swirled around them. Jed Hoyer, along with Toronto's GM, were not at the opening of the winter meetings. We know Toronto met with Otani. We know the Dodgers met with Otani. We don't know if Jed did or didn't. And once Jed does get in there, we'll talk about this more a little bit later, but he gets into a little confrontation with our buddy Bob Nightingale. And Dustin, I don't know about you, but I don't think we have any clearer picture of the Cubs offseason plan than when the winter meeting started. So maybe Jed is still operating in stealth mode like he did. Right. With well, he's Council. playing a good he's playing a good game of poker, good game of possum. You know, the other the other piece of audio I used this morning was about, um, hey, sometimes it's a curse when you win the offseason. Sometimes that's a curse. You don't want to have all the big names. Sometimes it doesn't work out, which I found an interesting comment right so we'll, we'll get to some of that audio and some of those comments along the way but uh, he he's kind of if he's being honest he's leaving a little trail of breadcrumbs he's pulling a little Hansel and Gretel if you will we'll see and or maybe he's bluffing we don't know we don't know we, we put together know. a path though Dustin on the last episode for a successful offseason and if you remember we we took um all the people that are you know free agents and all the uh trade 
people that we've heard in trade rumors and kind of created a three different tiers of players. And so we said tier one free agents, Otani, Yamamoto, Snell. Those are all still available. Tier one trade targets that we said were the top of the class. Soto is now gone. Cease and Alonzo are also on that list. So there's still five players available from that first tier. As far as tier two free agents, Montgomery, Chapman, and Bellinger. So Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman, and Cody Bellinger, and then the tier two trade targets, Corbin Burns, Alex Bregman, and Tyler Glass now. We said tier three free agents, Reese Hoskins, Jorge Soler, and Imanaga, the other pitcher from Japan that's now looking maybe at $100 million. And then the top three trade targets would be uh, Bieber, Hassan Kim, and Isaac Paredes from the Rays. And so a lot of those guys are still available. So we want to do a little bit of a temperature check to see how the hot stove is feeling about some of these players. You ready, Dustin? I'm ready. All right. Shohei Otani, we're going to say cold right now. Like cold or like ice cold? Or I would like just say cold. I would cold? say cold. Not even like not even like room temperature? Mm, maybe room temperature. But this, again, this was supposedly what sparked the conversation between Bob Nightingale and Jed Hoyer. For what we heard for a while, it was the Cubs and Dodgers. Cubs and Dodgers is the finalist. Dodgers number one, Vegas or uh, Cubs number two. That's still how they had it on the sports books at your friends with Circa uh, Resort and Casino. The, the Cubs are still at number two. But Bob Nightingale tweeted this out. The Chicago Cubs optimism of landing Otani has has now significantly waned, one high-ranking executive said. He's going to change that in his article to one high-ranking Cubs executive, leaving the LA Dodgers, the Toronto Blue Jays, the Angels, and the San Francisco Giants as the likely finalists. Now, again, no one's 100% sure what happened between Bob and Jed, um, you know, there were some reports, but John Heyman, you know, when, when, when Hoyer was asked about that, he said, we have not been told we are out of the running. We don't talk about free agents and that's where we're going to leave it. Now, Heyman is going to kind of play the middle ground here. He's going to say the Cubs have not been informed. They are out on Otani, which is exactly what Jed said. But John continues. He says that doesn't mean report is untrue but they just haven't heard. The belief is that at least the Dodgers, Jays, Giants, and Angels are in. So I'm going to continue to say cold on Otani, Dustin. That's that's where I'm feeling it running. Um, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it's probably L.A., L.A., Toronto, Chicago. Maybe. We know that um, Dave Roberts spilled the beans, uh, talked about well, – What are the rules, know, right? What are the rules? Right, and we know Toronto met with uh, Otani, and Craig Council was asked if he met with Otani. Craig Council had said no. Now, you want to talk about ice cold, Dustin? This is the guy I wanted, and I'm hoping that it doesn't turn out to be Yoshinobu Yamamoto. According to Patrick Mooney and Sahadev Sharma of The Athletic, quote, Yoshinobu Yamamoto has generated so much interest from both the New York teams and other big market franchises that the Cubs are not expected to proceed in these high-stake negotiations. Reports now have Yamamoto's contract looking like 10 years, $300 million. Um, I was disappointed. I don't, I, you know, uh, I don't, aren't we a big market franchise? Why would we be out? 
is it is it culture is it closeness is it proximity it, is it, it you know name name the name the japanese pitcher that's done a lick in the major leagues you darvish comes to mind there, there's been other you, ones we are, you want you want you darvish 2.0 really i don't know i know this guy do you is, want, hold on I, no 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 hold on time i, I mean you want you you want to do you darvish over again you asked if who was a successful Japanese pitcher, and that's right, what I was right, telling right, you. But, but, but I we, think that we already saw that, and I, I'll, you know, I, if you <laughs> Yoshinobu Yamamoto is Chicago. He couldn't handle Chicago. No, he was fine. He got he was injured the first season, and then he was in the and Cy when, Young award the, when, nobody, when nobody he was, was in the, the Cy Young award. He, he came second in Cy Young voting the second season to uh, Trevor Bauer. When nobody sat in the stands, he did well. Um, I'll I'll disagree with that one, but Yoshi uh, uh, Yamamoto again, three-time Cy Young over winner in Japan. I mean, uh, a guy that throws heat and has a lot of great secondary pitches. I just don't understand, Dustin. If they're saying other big market franchises that the the that that it was too much has generated so much interest, they don't want to. I'd like it, I'd like them to source it though, like a high you know who according to them. According to who? Who did they talk to? I just According know, to Pat, somebody, if, if you're talking about local reporters, Patrick Mooney and Sahad of Sharma are two of the best you can get. Oh, no. I, I don't disagree. I, I'm just – here's the thing. And, <laughs> Crowley, I love – I love to armchair quarterback. But I do – and I've said – that I don't want to be a hypocrite. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I am going to give – Carter and Jed and Tom the opportunity to do their job. Mm -hmm. I want to see what they do. I want to see how it works out. And then I will criticize or I will applaud. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I from, I have always said on this podcast and on the Mully and Haw show that I did not want them to spend $500 million on one player. Now mm -hmm. I, I'm fine. You know, Give me Yamamoto, uh, Reese Hop Hopkins, and somebody else. I, okay, I can live with that, right? Like that, you know what I mean? Like that, I'm, I'm in on that. But let's see what they do. I mean, if they get Glasnow and Cody, what what if they get Glasnow and Cody Bellinger? It's it's interesting. I, I mean, there's always concerns about this. Especially you're gonna have to pay Glasnow, right? The, the concern is, well, Glass now, again, you would only get him for one year, which right. is what we Eventually talked about with Soto. Really right. I, I worry about his injury history. That, to me, is is worrisome when you have a pitcher that has a history of arm injuries. That makes me nervous. I've done it with Kerry Wood. I did it with Mark Pryor. I'm, I'm just not really looking forward to a guy that I have to worry about, you know, getting injured every single every single start. I'd rather not go that route. Yamamoto, 25-year-old young guy, and and – I'm just who's he you, faced? I mean, who's he who's he throwing against? I mean, wh where are the great where are the great hitters from Japan except for the great uh, Shohei Otani? Where where are these guys? Where are all the sluggers that he's that he's mowing down? So that's part of this. All right. Apparently, these other teams don't seem to have a problem with it. The well, Mets or the let, Yankees. Let's see. Let, let's see what happens. Okay. I mean, how 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 did things go? How would you grade? We'll go to the Mets. Okay. How would you grade year one? of their starting pitcher that the Cubs and Cubs fans were interested in. You know, it was okay. It was okay. Right. It wasn't great. It's all right. Yeah. I it wasn't, thought, it wasn't I, fantastic. Was it knock your socks off? 
I thought right. he had a really good year on a really bad team. Right. Yeah. Is what was, I would put it at. And so it was a bunch um, of it was a bunch of shrug your shoulders. This especially the second half, his numbers really ticked up. So yeah. we'll see. With the let, let, let keep moving on here. We got Tyler Glass now, who is red hot with the Cubs. So I know you're excited. John Heyman and Bruce Levine both have the Cubs very much in on Glass now. Um see, and the if, other thing with him is Crowley, I don't think you have to give up squat for him. Okay. I wouldn't give up Morel. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give up Morel for him. Um, well, you, you got to give up something. I know you got to give up something, but I would not give up Morel. Not for a one-year rental on a team. And, and the Cubs are going to eat all that salary. And everybody knows that, that the Rays don't want to pay him. I would say on this one, it's tricky because this is what Craig Council had to say on the Marquee Network about um, about Christopher Morel, and it kind of raised some eyebrows. Chris Morel, you know, needs to be in the lineup, um, and he needs to be on the field. And and so that's how we have to – and he's earned that. Um, and so – you know, look, there are some players that are multi-position players, um, and that's okay. Mookie Betts has been a very good multi-position player for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, uh, you know, last year for the Cubs, Cody Bellinger was a very good multi-position player. So, you know, I think good players find themselves, find their ways onto the field. They find their way in the lineup. Um, and I think that's where we're at with, with Morrell, or that's where I'm at with Morrell. Um, and he's earned that by the way he's played. It's, it's an exciting young player um, that offensively continues to get better. Um, because he doesn't have one position, to me, is not a concern. It's, it's just it's a place that we have some versatility and that we're going to take advantage of that. Chris Morrell. So the interesting thing about that, Christopher Morrell has to play. So that was Okay. But the question is, where is he going to play? And Dustin, you know, I know we've talked about third a lot. And the funny thing is, is that with Morrell, you know, he was, you know, supposedly they, he, the Cubs want him to play first, but the Leadham leagues don't have to, the Dominican leagues don't have any connection to the major leagues. And so they've been playing him where they think they need him to be to win, which has right. been third base the majority right. of the time. Right. But it you know what? That cut also screamed to me that that was a, that was to me. That was a shot at David Ross. Man. That was a shot that the Cubs wanted Christopher Morrell out there more. Now you're right, Crowley. They he got icy, icy cold, but that didn't mean that they they meaning Jed and, and Carter didn't want him out there more often. And maybe that was another thing that uh, the the little bit of the rift, if you will, that might have been going on. I don't know. I mean, I, why would Jed say he wants him to play first? To me, that just that's where I'm kind of very confused about, and 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 where. Well, you could hide him. I mean, you'd rather have your bet a better defender at fur at third than first, right? I mean, we'll see about him, but it it looks like you, I don't think you have to give Morrell up to get Glass now. So that right now seems to be the hottest as far right. as the Cubs rumors. And I would not I, that that honestly that would be a deal breaker because I I would say okay. If I really want Glass now that badly, I'll go buy him next year. Now, Reese Hoskins, I would say, would be warm right now. Levine's mentioned him uh, as a good fit, pillow contract, high slug, high OBP. Uh, a John Maley pupil from his, when John was with the Phillies. You know, that's again, I think that's one that could easily be done by the Cubs and will. But this one kind of just kind of popped up recently. Um, one of my uh, friends, uh, Cubby's Hot Stove put this up there and and there's rumors now 
about the Cubs. We know that they talked with the Guardians about Shane Bieber. Remember, that was a conversation between yep. the Guardians in Chicago and the Reds in Chicago. But now it looks like the Cubs and Guardians are talking a little bit more, and there may be something bigger cooking. Um, they Apparently, the Cubs have been talking to Cleveland about Shane Bieber, but also Emmanuel Kloss, who's one of the best relievers in baseball, which would solve your bullpen situation. And Dustin, first baseman Josh Naylor, also, who's a 26-year-old first baseman. He's not a big power guy, 17, 18 home runs, but he's a guy who hits for average. So I guess, you know, if, if you could somehow with have some sort of first DH platoon type situation with Naylor and Reese Hoskins, Naylor's a much better first baseman and Reese Hoskins is a much bigger slugger, that might be something there. So to get a closer, a starter, and a first baseman, I don't know what Cleveland would ask for that, but that would be something to really kind of keep your eye on. Now you want Christopher Morell? Now I can have a conversation about that, right? You know, as one of the people. But that, that is interesting. Something to keep an eye on, no doubt about it. And, and, and Crowley, this is part of the fun. This is part of the fun with all of this. And I know you and I and our listeners are hoping there is a uh, emergency podcast in the near future. Uh, we'd all like to uh, know what uh, jersey we would like to see underneath our uh, – Christmas tree or part of our uh, Hanukkah celebrations. Uh, 